now to 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 your number one radio station. This is eighty-seven point nine WKMU. Staten Island, New York. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to join what keeps me up at night and bitches with beards. Yes. For anyone who is against this unholy union. Please speak now or forever hold your pieces. I, I object because I kind of miss Blue. Oh, Blue's okay. not here. That's sweet. How dare you? That's sweet. My husband's she's not here either. Beach, but he's not part of the podcast. <laughs> he, he wants to be. I know he wants to be. <laughs> Welcome to What Keeps Me Up at Night. I am here with my host, co-host, Sky. Hello. Hello. And we have very, very special guests with us all the way from bitches with beards we have ourselves two guests and you are max and daniel we will wait and see if you actually oh. knew our names right <laughs> oh we do know your names we just wanted mm. you to, we wanted to hear your beautiful voice you're flaked out of, oh, you're flaked know. out so all the way from I did. sunny washington dc but it could be rainy at any moment it could know. be it was rainy <laughs> last night twice oh, it's yeah like, it's like seattle yeah. oh no so 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 i'm, I'm sure i'm sure uh Sure, our fellow Londoner feels at home then, because you know it's getting ready to rain. No, this is actually like intense. We're like meh, Wayne. This is a being intense rain. It's like severe thunderstorm rain. Like it's hell and wind and everything. It's- Daniel melted. Yeah. Oh, I did melt oh, the storm. other day. Like it's it's not great. <laughs> not the best. Oh, oh, the green has never looked better on me. Uh, you know, I just you know try it with my skin. I. I, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. I am a flaky man if I don't moisturize. <laughs> there you go. He's flaky regardless. Oh. oh. Anyway, that's, that's, a read. that's a read. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. Today's episode, I don't know what to call it yet because I have to figure it out, but it's basically about movies and how movies kind of moved into uh, this new dynamic. But I actually have some throwback to why this is a, just a dynamic that they've been doing since at least the 80s. I love the 80s. I was born there. Wait a minute. Yeah, same. Same. Tell it in, but yes. So you guys were like, some. wait, that wasn't Summer of Love, was it? No. Oh, crap. I'm that was 69. 69. No. God, I... No, we are not 69 <laughs> babies. No. Yeah. I have on multiple occasions. Nice. Yes. In yes. summer. <laughs> Winter too. Winter too. Winter. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. Yeah. Fall. Yeah. No, oh, we God. we have sixty nine, but not in sixty nine. And did not sixty nine in the eighties. No. No. It wasn't until the two thousand. I sixty nine. I sixty nine in the later two thousands. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bloomed a little bit before you. You did bloom. Yeah. Anyway, guys, hi. Sixty nine last week. Nice. <laughs> Someone has to. So basically, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but in the 80s and like early 90s, there were these characters that were kind of like magic. And at the time, it was black people because they were trying to like show them in better light. So like if you remember the Green Mile. Yes. yes. The black guy cured his uh, urinary tract infection, I think it was. There was a term for it, um, which the magical N-words is the actual oh. cultural term for that we're not gonna repeat that no that, <laughs> that is the actual cinematic term and the narrative term for that and actually people of color have been um arguing against that sort of mm-hmm. attitude 
Um, it started with Uncle Remus. Ah, uh, fair. Yeah. Got it. All right, I'm caught up to date on this one. Got it. So the idea is that a, an individual of colour comes in and magically solves the white person problems. I think Bag of Ants was the last time that was used mainly in pop. And after that, they were like, this cannot be used again. So would it start with Gone with the Wind now? Yeah, uh, I think, was it, who was, so who was you, it wasn't Butterfly, was it Butterfly McQueen? Who was the original? Butterfly McQueen won the Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manny. Yeah. yeah, so the idea was that the people of colour were brought into films to resolve issues for white people. Got it. So then it kind of like later moved on to um, gay people. We solve everyone's problems, and yet we cause a lot of them as well. I was gonna say, haven't we been the villains for most of it? Jafar, yeah, no, <laughs> like, like Jafar. If you think of the late, if you like, if you think of the late two thousands, early two thousand tens, that's kind of like where the characters kind of went. Sam Tucci. It was like Sam Tucci. Tucci. Yeah. Tucci. Tucci. Devil wears Prada. Stanley Tucci. Devil wears Prada. Um, no. Stanley Tucci. Yes. I love Devil wears Prada. Um, in burlesque. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Did you share a question? Stanley Tucci? Stanley Tucci. Also, Stanley Tucci and Easy A. Solved the problems. He was Kevin Spacey in anything? Kevin Spacey should not be mentioned in the same breath as a gay person. Yeah, that is, that's verboten. There we go. But I love Stanley Tucci and Easy A because I loved the bit where he turns around and goes, where are you from again? So there is a common thread within cinematic narrative that the minority is there purposely to serve the point of the majority and add in words of wisdom to be the guide, the shepherd, the sage. The fairy godmother. Uh, Everyone can only be the Merlin, the Dumbledore. Uh, So yes, it started off with people like individuals of colour. Later on, it's the gay best friends Mm. and... I have my best friend's wedding. Rupert Everett. Yeah, there you go. Wait, 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 wait. So, 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 okay. So we have black Dumbledore. We have gay Dumbledore. Yeah. Who's next in line well, to play Dumbledore? The then? next on the line in the late, in the, uh, like the teens and the early, tw- uh, like very early twenties, it was women. Yeah. Women Dumbledore. Okay. So gender swap Dumbledore. So it's going to be yeah. grandma Dumbledore. I mean, I, this one, I, I, have, I have a lot yeah. of uh, we have Ray from Star Wars. While she did do some training, she got some of the powers that Luke didn't really have until he really trained hard. Like it just came to her, like, "Oh, I'm gonna make this guard open my cell just by talking to him." Like I feel like he did, she didn't have to go through the same kind of training Luke really had to to be as powerful. It was more like, "Here you go, you're you're a woman." So, and I, I don't want to say it like that, but it's like. It's like, kind of like, here, here's your superpower. Go ahead and wield it better than someone else can. I mean, you got to also admit that Star Wars isn't Shakespeare, and it kills me to say that, is that... No! <laughs> I, it's not The Tempest. But, yeah, I know, I, I, under, I don't think that is a feminist thing. I think that is also... The, and I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I'm sitting here in a First Order Stormtrooper hat, Bought to me by my wonderful mother-in-law. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it actually, it makes my husband laugh every time he goes. Max has, has a stormtrooper cap, and I'm like, it's a first order stormtrooper cap. It's not. There is a It's not that. So I also do think that actually the um, the sequel trilogy was extremely lazily plotted, and if they would decided early on what the end game would be, they would have changed it up. Uh, so yeah, no. But I do generally think that Ray 
after oh, that did receive like car training. She-Hulk. She-Hulk was because that Jennifer Waters actually received a lighter dose of the Hulk blood and the radiation and therefore had more control over it. But she was stronger than... But it still came kind of super quick to her. But that was also a joke because it was an ironic look at it. Also, the Hulk in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was poorly mishandled because you had to deal with the fact that Edward Norton left the role due to his inability to work with a team. So they had Ooh, to jump they ju- had to jump ahead. With, He's not wrong. With, He's not with wrong. The- and that's why I love these conversations because other people have different sides of it and they know I, stuff you don't. So, so the, thing, the thing with She-Hulk was the joke of She-Hulk was that she found it easier. And I do think women do find certain things easier. And also I think they felt that the, the concept that women have a higher... Um, What's um, they have a higher pain threshold? They're easier to deal with stress because yeah. uh, biologically they are designed to be the protectors. Uh, men are designed to be the hunters, gatherers. Women designed are designed to be the protectors of the family unit. That actually the Hulk nature fits better with women than it does with men. Even though the lovely what's his face, Mark Ruffalo, who Ruffalo, I I love Mark Ruffalo. I may or may not have done a long distance relationship with my husband because he has the same chest hair pattern as Mark Ruffalo. Just the chest hair pattern? <laughs> he looks so a lot look like Mark Ruffalo. Like, my just has, the chest my husband pattern. looks a lot like Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I, what about Ekanto? I didn't like that. A woman cries A woman cries in the middle of a... First of all, she runs across a river. She escapes with a bunch of people. And um, her husband winds up getting killed by the people chasing her. See, that film's kind of a bad film. I mean, apart from Let's Not Talk About Blue. No. And that's a really good line, yeah, right? Yeah. But that is my jam, but I want to know why. I'm not saying it's a t- I actually enjoyed actually, the, no, the movie. Film is- but this one part was like, all she did was lay down and cried, and powers were given to her. And then no real problems came until her great grandchild. I don't had know. Some, like, you know, something like, oh, her magic power didn't I'll be up. honest that if I lay down and cry, I have a magic power that my husband will do anything until he works out what's going wrong. So, um, no. Whereas I, I just poke you and be like, fix it yourself. You <laughs> even touch me. I mean, like, if me and you cried near each other, we'd be like, we don't do this as friends. This is not right. how our friendship works. Encanto, actually, I think it's a very cute film, but it pissed me off slightly in that. You have, um, is it Mar- 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 Maribel, uh, the main daughter in it, is different yeah. from the others, and she has to try twice as hard to be accepted by the family. And that was basically me as a gay kid going, well, I feel different, I have to try twice as hard, and the family still reject me and make me try harder. So actually, that film was a huge, huge um, reflection of what it's like to grow up as a gay child. It's visibility. It's visibility, and and that whole special child syndrome we have to go through, we have to, be twi- we have to work twice as hard just to be accepted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's my. I mean, it's also family stuff too because in my family, I felt like I had to because of my mom was the black sheep of her her siblings. She, my grandmother had nine um, children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she she is like the least liked of all of them, and as her son, I was now like the least liked of all the the nephews and nieces, and so were my sisters. So like these these characters actually, you know, they they speak to like me too because. I, you know, even in high school, I didn't really find my best friends in school. And I'm, I'm, I don't know if I should be ashamed to admit this, but I didn't really have like a true best friend until I was like 18. Um, no, that's fine. Like I had two, I've got a friend in England that came to my wedding and I got this guy sitting next to me right now. Like, Hi. <laughs> it's okay to be different. 
Yeah. Like me and you have always been like we're not we we don't have a lot of similarities with people. We even our podcast is different from gay culture in DC. We're yeah. not the oh my god. Well, I'm having real housewives. Oh my god, what did Kardashians do next? Fuck that shit. Thank God you guys aren't like no. that. I'm gonna be honest with you because I'd probably find you two so insufferable at that point that I'd just be like, oh, you never would. You'd always want to be our best friends. No, we would we... find ourselves insufferable at that point. Everyone wants to be. <laughs> Everyone wants to be us. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, but that's the line from Devil's No, I know, but I'm like, do they? I mean, I'm Meryl, but but then know. there's also. There's still like more movies. I, uh, there's um Captain Marvel. I well Patsy Marvel. She was injected with from the um what was the box? Everyone had their it's own. It's a lot of injections. Like, I'm getting origin yeah. story, but she was like became like the ultimate. Like oh, we can't beat Thanos without her. Where is she? Come back! Oh, thank God she came back. She just smashed half his forces out of nowhere. It's like I love these movies too. I'm not like you know something Blue doesn't understand about me is I don't talk trash about stuff I don't love. Fair. But to really love something, you gotta love the bad stuff about it too. You, and these are just some of the critical. bad things yeah. to me yeah. in this this genre that we're, they we're kind of like moving into. Captain Marvel, though, her power is pure force, right? Mm-hmm. She is she is very destructive, and the reason what they had to kind of like hold her back from the whole Endgame, yeah, even the comics, yeah, was like, well, if she comes in, she can do it all, and. I think that was very clever at the end of the event game was that, yes, she, even though like she did the whole, Hey, I'm Peter. Hey, you must be Peter Parker. And I love that. Cause I love Brie Larson. I've loved her since uh, the United States of Tara, but I felt that they were very clever about how they, uh, she was in that. Yeah. Sorry. She, yeah, yeah. That's where she started. Uh, yeah, she, sorry. she did the cake farts bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that they were, yeah, the trouble is she does have that power and that's how the Marvel Universe works. But they did eventually make it about Tony. And I think that I love the fact that Endgame was rested on the fact, like he goes, we cannot go back and change time because I will lose my daughter. She has to exist. I'm excited to see where she comes next. But also they were like, Carol Danvers needs someone. But she is very force energy, blast energy. And I think they found a way of making... At the end of the day, it wasn't so much the power, but it's Tony's willingness to sacrifice his life to actually end Thanos that made it a more powerful movie. Yes, I, I, I feel like all like all these movies maybe not the best and most favorite of everybody's, but have you noticed like a, a common theme going through these movies? Um, injections, injections, uh, <laughs> drugs can yeah. make you powerful. No. <laughs> But yes, they do. They do. They make you very well, especially in Captain America's. You know, he he says, uh, you know, winners don't do drugs. Your main powers are drugs. Sorry to say. No, it's so. In, no, I think like they they tried to. Marvel's always been more human. That was that was always the thing with Marvel because DC was more like yes. yes. That's the iconic. I know I'm saying Until... natural, but like it, yeah, you know, parahuman. Until yeah. they became a production of Disney. And all these are for Dis- Disney productions. These are all Disney-made movies that are making certain characters certain ways. And, I, and that's why if you take away the, the each one, each one on its own are good movies. Some are worse than others. Some are quite enjoyable. I like a lot of the characters I'm talking shit about. But when you put it together, then, like, this is all one company making these. 
it, it, and then you know one of the reasons why I want to talk about this was you know things like the Barbie movie, uh, Seven Dwarves, Bros, Bros. Actually, a movie I saw and I. That's not a Disney one, but yeah, <laughs> it's not a Disney one. It was actually a movie that I saw with a friend. Um, I, I wanted to bring that up, especially with you guys. I saw a little bit of it, and um, I'm not gonna lie to you, I checked out halfway through the movie. I felt like the movie wasn't engaging enough, and you know, yes, I understand, you know. Some of it was about, you know, gay people finding love. But I felt like they were trying to cram the message down the throat. You know what I mean? So I'm going to be very honest. I have actually never seen Bros. You, yeah. So yeah. Bros, Bros is actually... We, a... we, thought only one, we thought only a certain people would watch the movie. And I'm like, okay, so gay people watch, some women will watch, some men will watch. And you're like, no, nah, I never see that shit. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> well, they're not part of that 7%. So Bros is kind of... Um, it's very interesting because it's actually, I, I really like bros and I love Billy Eichner because I love his comedy. Right. He's but, a comedian. Yes. Yeah. And, I and I love like Billy on the street. I love difficult people, but they kind of like sold bros as a rom-com and it's actually not a rom-com. It's yeah. uh, it's a very cynical movie and <laughs> It's not like the Hallmark movie, the one with Fran Drescher. It's not like a single of the way. Yeah. It's actually... It's a different game. It's a different type of tone. And they were like, well, why do people not like gay movies? And I'm like, it's not. It's actually quite a cynical film. And I don't know a lot of straight people that still sit there and watch that movie. Mm-hmm. But I did like it. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like British comedy being dry. So like The Office from Britain is is not so watchable to an American as the American yeah. version was. So I do think that like, Bros is, is a, it's a funny film, but I don't think it's for everyone. I kind of like, I prefer Fire Island. I think Fire was, Island was good. Good. Yes. I think that was a much better film at the time, but it was also a remaking of Pride and Prejudice, which is a solid story. Like, yeah. To me, have a compelling solid story and then we'll go from there. But Single All The Way, I think, which was the Christmas one with Catherine Janimi and Michael Yuri, was a much better rom-com, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Which I had problems with that one. I rewatched it for a second. I, when I rewatched it, it actually settled more with me. Like, okay. you know, like, you know, like when you freeze food and it comes out better? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Put it away a little bit and it actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's nice. Okay. Yeah, the flavor marinates. Right, and that, and then one of the and that's one of the reasons why I actually went to go see Bros was because of I love romantic comedies. One of my favorite mm-hmm. romantic comedies is Fifty First oh, Dates. Rom com. That's one of my favorite. Fifty First Dates. Me and Blue watched that like a million you times. You want to make out right now? Because yeah. we've watched that. No, 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 no. I mean, there, there's yeah, no, there's no, there's no like camera that. right now, but we we might watch not, it. We did get really close though. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he's he's not a big titty black girl, so he's not my thing. Oh. I, I thought he was. So who was I watching? <laughs> so okay, okay, okay. Then let let's let's go let's go back to ground zero. Oh, okay. Right. Right. What is everyone's favorite romantic comedy? Oh, favorite romantic comedy. Serendipity, probably. Serendipity. Right. Blue. What's yours? No, not blue. Sky. Sorry. Um, how to lose a guy in ten days. Perfect. Right. And red. What's yours? Mine's is still going to be Fifty First Dates because I'm not going to lie to you, that movie resonated with that me. That is one Drew of my Barrymore favorites. Drew Barrymore is the best. And mine is um, 27 Dresses. Mm, very good. So what did we okay. like about those movies? All right. Well, mine's, I'm not going to lie to you, was more that. And this is just because I am. And when people first meet me, 
they see my outward appearance and they hear me and they think, wow, this guy's a real asshole. And hey, you know, I do perpetuate that stereotype very well. Again, he did throw up in my bed and sl- then slept and in I'll my be, bed. And I'll, like, be, I'll be honest, his... if I haven't seen you, I'd still think you're an asshole. But that's because I love you. <laughs> but um, He missed you that episode a couple ago. I did miss you. One of the things, uh, uh, well, I'm glad I'm here now. Me too. It took you forever. It took me forever, but I'm here. And one of the things that really got me is when every day after she forgot him after they first met every day he would sit there and do his damnedest to make her fall in love with him every single time and that resonated with my hopeless romantic side because i'm that type of person that i feel like if that would have happened to me i'd be that person to try to make her fall in love with me every single day and try something way out of the way okay so for me rom-coms are okay first of all rom-coms are like about the bad guy no, no, no star of a rom com is ever really that yeah. good of a person. Yeah. They're always trying to break somebody else up. They're always trying like to like connive and Steve. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> even mine, uh, how to lose a guy. They, they, they were trying to. They were betting on each other, and they didn't even know it. But it also shows you that sometimes you know you could like blue is way out of my league, and it gave me like when I first I actually met her on the Staten Island ferry. Um, oh my god! She, um, this, this, this is a it, true it's story. Part of a rom com, literally. I mean, Lip Chase. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I was just working, girl. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let yeah. the river run. Anyways, we'll stop there. But yeah, right. since I'm supposed to be anonymous, I will give the the full true because I, I I edit it for people I know in real life. So I'm taking the Staten Island ferry, and okay. I come from my mother's in the house that I'm actually recording from right now. Mm-hmm. And I smell like cat piss. The cat got in my clothes somewhere and I didn't realize it. And I... Objection. So I'm so self-conscious. You know, I walk outside to the front of the ferry so I can, one, air out and stay away from people. Mm -hmm. I'm out there for like five, ten minutes and then I feel a presence behind me. And I roll my (laughs) eyes like, why would you stand right fucking behind me? And I turn around it's blue and I'm like... Oh, she's cute. Oh. And I don't remember what I said to her. I made some stupid joke. I'm like, oh, I said something about, oh, hey, are you getting water in your eyes? She goes, no, I'm wearing glasses. And I'm like, well, I am too. And she kind of like blew me off a little bit. Then I made a joke. I don't know what joke it was, but she laughed. And we talked the whole way through. And, you know, I got her number. And I'm like, this is great. I'm going to walk away. And then she's like, hey, where are you going? I'm like, over here. And she's like, oh, I'm going that way too. I'm like, but I just said goodbye. I, I don't have anything else to say. I just shut down. You know how when you're talking to somebody, you, you kind of put in a show on. And I thought my show was over the night. So I, you know, I, you know, I, I calmed back down, went back to normal. I went back to normal blue. No. You went back to normal sky. Went back to normal sky. And I was so nervous. I had nothing to talk about. But And then she ignored me for like three weeks. I was texting her, said nothing to me. Like, hey there, hi there, like every once in a while. I call her one night and we spend four hours on the phone. And that was like eight year, eight to nine years ago. And that is a cute meet cute. That's a cute, that, that, like, that is a level of meet cute that Harrison Fords has not seen for years. Sabrina would be equivalent. Well, working girl. Yeah. 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 I don't know how she didn't smell it, bro. You were, you were outdoors. You were I'm outdoors. guessing that the, 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 the water off the Hudson. The way we the wind was blowing into her. Yeah, you're right. It did probably, she probably was just like, oh, that's fishy cat. That's what they stole me. So and like. Jake Sully flew over and just washed that smell away. But that is, but 
the thing. So, what do you guys like about rom coms? Well, this is can I just, oh, go ahead. Can I just say is that, like the thing that you're pointing out. This is the issue with that was with Bros was that it was actually kind of cynical. And so, when I was at university, I mm-hmm. used to go uh, on my last year. Kind of enjoyed Bros. And I love and I no, I I love Bros, but it's not a rom com. It's a very good gay movie. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of my there's, yeah. there's and. And I, like I said, I adore Billy Eichner, but it's too cynical because I used to go with my mate Fran and uh, shout out to Fran. And we and I saw her recently and I, her son sat on my lap and I went, your mummy used to take me out when your uncle Max was horrendously stressed at university. And we used to go watch rom-coms together at a local cinema. And that was why I love them is that you're not, they're not cynical. You, they're, they're dessert. They are tiramisu. I'll put it this way. Realistic. What I like about them, there is always an element of hope in there somewhere. There's hope, and you know yep. how it's going to end, mm-hmm. and you want to know mm. who. And that's why there's always a secondary character. Like I love Twenty Seven Dresses because mm. is it the the idea in it? She is now going to become the bride, the the final maid of honor to her sister, mm. and you know her sister's lying, and the sister's going to marry the guy that she loves, and you're like. This is going to cause so much trouble. But you know, at the end of the day, it's about her and James Marsden, who, mm. oh my God, is delicious. I love him. Honestly, I like Sonic films because of him. I love him. There you go. <laughs> you and Nicole Byer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I even said hello to, to Blue because of that hope. Because at the time, you know, I was actually, uh, I was I got a divorce with somebody I was with for like nine years. Um, and, you know, we were separated for a while by that time. And I was getting a little lonely. And I'm like, well, I, I can't have my own like comedy, you know, rom com if I don't say hi to somebody. Yeah, you meet you. So I was just like, you. yeah, so I was like, hey, and it worked. Well, me and my hat. Although I did come up with some pretty good pickup lines in that time. <laughs> you can try them on me; it might work. <laughs> oh, I don't know because my favorite is uh, what's your what's your favorite color? This one worked for me, by the way. Uh, blue. So, what's your favorite color? Mine's blue, actually. Mine's orange. Mine's African American. Oh, <laughs> yes, and that's actually how that it worked. That worked for him, and it worked for me as a joke because it, it, I didn't even know she was. Honestly, when this happened to me, I didn't know she was flirting with me. Yeah, but I said sense. that things. I saw it on. I saw it on um into and, and practical jokers. Impractical Jokers did that. They made, uh, I think Joe said that or something. I forget. So I tried it and she told me my, her favorite color was green. And I get home and I take my jacket off and I look down. I'm wearing a green shirt. Oh. I didn't realize she was giving me the. She played like, you. Know, like, yeah. She played like, you. Oh. So, I can't believe that worked. Thank you, Impractical Jokers. So my husband, I was visiting DC on vacation and he, I went on Grinder and he went, Yong you. And I went, yeah, hi. Uh, and, he, and he was looking at the grid, and I was like, "Do you know everyone on here?" He goes, "Yeah, pretty much." And then he was chatting to me for a couple of days, and he goes, "Hey, I'd love to meet you." I'm like, "Okay, you're this weirdo, um, but at the end of the day, you look cute, and you have this really cute dog in your photos." And then we met in person, and he walked up and goes, "Well, you're cute in your photo," and I went, "Thanks. I think that." <laughs> Is a, is a good thing <laughs> and he goes oh my god your accent and i went yeah this is fucking strong uh so we met and then 18 months later we were married but that was a bit of a whirlwind of all life 
But yeah, that's yeah. a rom-com. So I think let's go back to the rom-com of it all. That I think we've decided that even though me, I like bros, is that it wasn't a rom-com. It was a gay film. Yeah, that's that's the thing. But I do like a gay film. I love a gay. I want a gay superhero occasionally. Whereas I feel like Far Island I, I, is a rom-com because there is hope in that one. There's two lots of hope. There, there's lots of hope. I, I will admit I like parts of Bro, but I, I even say that like I feel like I'm bi curious, but some something about the movie still kind of like put me off. Like I, I did definitely get feel like uncomfortable like with some of the scenes. Like, oh, is this really? And I don't know because maybe because I saw that same awkwardness in myself. I love the and so I was projecting. Yeah, I love <laughs> that's that's so funny that bit. Mm-hmm. But no, it's true. I think um, if you like, it's hard to give a good gay film because I feel that all our films are message films. Personally, uh, I said we talk about Fire Island. We love uh, one of my favorites. I watched twice and have ended up in a mess on the floor. Is um, spoiler alert is one of the saddest films I've ever seen. Quite frankly, I'd never, I, if I didn't watch that film again, but it's... I'm, a, I'm never watching it with you. No, I think but you need to. <laughs> but gay films, I love gay films. I love Weekend. That's, you know, it's my Weekend favorite. is fantastic. I love Weekend. That is a solid one. Pride, amazing. But... Yeah. Alright, so I got one question for you guys. I love a question. Before... I the last one. I, I I literally become a brain fried thing. You become that, um, that originally. <laughs> well, you know it, what it is, is. I only get like maybe two, three good questions in me, and then burnout hits real fast. That's what we all say. I maybe want to go masturbate somewhere and then just fall asleep. Yeah, okay. nice. You know, no, I mean, is that why that. you fall asleep so much? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, okay, in your guys' eyes, what is the quintessential gay movie to watch? Oh. Birdcage. Birdcage <laughs> is actually one of the quintessential gay movies to watch. But I would also say Priscilla. Priscilla, uh, I think that if you want... Oh my god. So actually Birdcage is one of the yeah. funniest movies of all time. Yeah. I it's fight anyone on that one. It's perfection. I think actually it is the most perfection film. I also think that honestly... Oh my god, I can't. Weekends. What's your favorite gay movie? Probably Priscilla. Priscilla. Like, yeah. My... No, I do love the weekend. Weekends, yeah. amazing. Priscilla. Yeah. Uh, I still think uh, spoiler alert is if you want to see a film that's about a gay relationship, if you want a very good uh, merged gay straight movie, I highly recommend Pride, which is a British yeah. movie. Yeah. I think the Brits do good gay movies. Yeah. Yeah. No, Pride's love one. Can I actually? Do you have like, uh, um, I guess because I'm a comic fan, I know a lot about comic movies and stuff like that. So do you know a lot of gay movies? If I was to describe you a movie I saw a couple of years ago, I think you might know it. I know that sounds so yeah, like, so, homophobic. Go. It was, okay, so me and Blue saw it a couple of years ago. And I remember a Ferris wheel and a journal. And like the whole time, I don't even think you think it's a gay thing. And it's just like, he's been pruning over this guy instead love, of the girl. Victor. Oh, I love Simon. It was one of those, probably. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I watched Love Simon. It was, it was, it was good, but it, it wasn't was great. It, <laughs> I don't know why I enjoyed it. Like, I just, oh, no, I don't know. I didn't feel weird. I maybe mean, because the whole, like, I felt like more comfortable with the movie. Maybe they're, they're very cute, but also like Daniel and I are like, right, we're, we're hitting the thirties. Let's go back a little bit because you kind of uh, blown out real quick. Mm. 
They said they were cute. They're cute. Well, yeah, because I, all I heard was no. They are. They're cute, but yeah, I'm not. An, I'm not. We're not at that age anymore. And almost like like Daniel and I's high school was not. Well, when I say age, I'm thirty. How old am I now? Thirty-seven. Oh God, yeah, don't tell I'm me. older than you. I don't. You're <laughs> not by much. But no, they they they're cute films. I'm born in '84. I oh yeah, you're you're older than me then. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, 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 I like a good, I like, a, I love a gay rom com, and I love a kids film that's got homosexuality in it. Because quite frankly, the more kids need to know that it's okay, right? Oh, oh, that explains so much. But, but I think we're at a Blue different is nine stage. years younger than me. We're at a different stage. Yeah, and Blue was nine years younger than me, so she pulled me to this movie. <laughs> so I guess at the time she must have been like around anywhere from twenty three to twenty five. Think of a gay film that's, that involved. Um, Oh, we're not watching Heartstop at the moment. That's just like, it's lovely to see like a teen orientated movie that makes kids feel normalized. Mm-hmm. I it, It's not about like wokeness or anything. It's just about saying, hey, it's okay to have a cuddle. Representation matters. I yeah. love it, representation. Yeah. That's why, that's why I have a problem with people who, who are, have problems with wokeness and wokeness together because it's, I think it's great that everyone is is the way they should be. Like right now, I feel very comfortable. I feel like we're like you know what the big part for this to me is is feeling human. Yes, and to actually sit with other humans and feel comfortable in a conversation that maybe you know to some people might be awkward, but this was very like comforting to know. Like I can even be like, hey, do you know what this gay movie is? Because I kind of enjoyed it. You're like, yeah, I know what this movie is. Yeah, it was okay. We don't want want to make anyone. What what we do, bitches and beards and. Is that we're not here to make anyone feel like shit. If you right. if you say something nasty to us and that's not actually happened, just FYI, listeners, like we've not on this podcast. So don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but you know, if someone wants to have a conversation with us, and also Daniel and I have been on a few podcasts, and people have asked us some like awkward questions, and we're like, we'll answer these questions. Right. We're not here to make you feel bad. We're here to make you. If you, if you want to ask, we don't know. We're not experts. We're not right. certified in homosexuality. I mean, we are. I mean, we're not the gatekeepers of culture. We're not the end all be all by any stretch. Um, but if you want to, if, 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 if we've had people ask us like, hey, I just want to ask someone about this. And you're like, just ask us. Ask us. Yeah. We're happy. On that note, I'm going to, you can't hear right now, but I'm going to drop some music right there. So you're going to be like, whatever it's going to be playing. Yes. Put down. Yes, because I feel like we could be, we could actually honestly talking with you guys. I feel like we could talk another hour, hour and a half. But like, I feel like these nice, you know, this is a nice little like. I feel like if we end any further, somebody might be like, "Hey, okay, I'm tired of this." Uh, but if you, you want, want us on later, Gay Pride season in June. Yeah, of next year. Yeah, but no, we are oh, here. Yeah, just, anyone yeah. has a question, just ask us. Yeah, we'll answer. Yes, always yes. Honestly, that that's 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 honestly what I love about you guys. You guys, you know, you show the gay culture, but you don't force it down people's. Oh, we force down. That's the difference that people only have consent. (laughs) (laughs) We force poppers. This was definitely gonna be explicit. That's a lie because we're both poppers. Listen, right? As long as they're a big boy and they're saying that they can take it, it's okay. We can take a look. I hate to say that I, I hate to say the culture is like, oh my god, I didn't consent. It's nine inches and three inches girth. I'm like, hey, I can turn into a lot. Turn into everything. So just tell everybody, go ahead, tell everybody where we can find you, uh, where we can actually uh, interact with you. So just on any podcast platform, please type in uh, bitches with beards. We'll be there on Twitter, bearded bitch pod. 
but no, we that just just type us in on any podcast platform, and we are we launch our episodes on Wednesdays. Yes, we do. This new episode coming up. Oh, actually, I don't know when you're releasing this, but all episodes are delicious. They are. It's scrumptious. And if you ever just want to just reach out to us, and we are always happy to have a conversation yeah. and discuss gay culture. But gay culture is what you make of it, and what we make of it is an open bottle of wine. Exactly. Let's see where it goes. Boom. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. This was tons of fun for us i hope i feel like because we had fun listeners are gonna have fun because it's like that thing if you feel like someone's attracted to you at the bar it's probably because they are that's what you're feeling you're feeling that energy Mm -hmm. if you walk up to somebody you don't got that energy now walk away they don't want you and so like the fact that we can push that out there is 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 really great if they're feeling as drunk as we're feeling right now and i i would kind of like say pull aside at the moment and maybe have a nap on the side of the road in a red bull yeah yeah because your breath is really heavy right Mm -hmm. now yes (laughs) Lots of bottles. And would you would you like to uh, fill in? Oh, first, and then you can find us on Twitter at what keeps me up si. You can also find us. I guess if you're listening to us on something already, just keep listening to us. But I don't know. The internet says I should tell you everywhere we're listening to. So anywhere you can find us, we'll be there. Um, you want to fill out for blue this week? Uh, yeah. So blue always tells everybody everyone deserves no you ruined it already that's me i say that oh sorry she says check up on your friends Mm. and then i say everyone deserves love except for me no even you oh Uh, yeah i get that yeah i grab my own ass to make myself 